Kevin and the Kaiser family, I'd like to welcome you to the Church of St. Maximilian Colby. I'm Father Kyle Kowalsik. I'm the pastor here as we pray for the repose of the soul of our, our friend Heidi. You know that, um, that little saying, it's kind of like a little quip, you know, like the one guy says, God is good, and then everybody says, all the time. I really hate that. It's, it's just kind of like a little bit corny, you know. Our, our rector in seminary got on a kick for this for a while. He started making the seminarians do it every time he got up to preach. God is good all the time. Okay, please ordain me. Um, but it's, it's just like, it's just not very very helpful because when there's something that's not good happening, you're like, well, how does this, how does this mesh up? Plus, it doesn't seem like we really appreciate it all that much because we even if God is good all the time, we don't say that all the time. Like nobody ever got up at a funeral and said, hey, God is good all the time because that's not what we feel right now. We don't, we don't feel good. Now it might be true that God is good, but I don't feel that. I've never walked with a family where it was so palpable, the, 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 the sadness, the depths of sadness, but then this, the heights of faith. Like it's just been this really surreal experience, I think, for all involved, that like at one moment you feel like you're drowning, but then just before you do, there's something holding you there. And I think this is really the, the, the journey of, of faith. And how do these two seemingly incommensurate things go together? This great sadness, and yet this great confidence. Well, I mean, a, a Thomist would tell you because they reside in different parts of the soul, you know? Sadness is in the appetitive part of the soul. Faith is in the intellectual part of the soul. I mean, Thomas talks about in the Secunda Secunde 20 question, Article 2, I can quote the Summa when I'm doing a Kaiser funeral. <laughs> but the appetitive part of the soul is attracted to the good. The intellectual part of the soul is drawn to the truth. What can happen in times of great sorrow is that this particular loss of good that I'm experiencing corrupts the universal truth of what I know to be true. Because appetite deals with particulars and the intellect deals with universals. But it's universally always and everywhere true that God is good. Even if in times some good has been taken away from me. However, if we want to really latch our, our intellect into something, our mind into something, I think it's better to hold on to something else that we know to be true. And that's that God is love. 
if I know nothing else and I'm experiencing nothing else, I got to come back to what I know is true. And I know that God is love. And that even matches up to my experience because there have been times in my life when other people in my life loved me so much that they did something that wasn't feeling very good. And every parent knows that oftentimes you have to take an apparent good out of your child's life because you love them so much. And I wish that we had like a really nice answer for today. And I wish we had, I just had the, the answer like, well, the reason why God took Heidi right now is because X. But, but we, we don't, we don't have, we don't have that answer. But we do have the answer to the question, who is God? He's love. Who's God? He's a father. Who's God? Oh, he's faithful. And however my, my experience right now is, is or isn't matching up with that, those things are always and everywhere true. I was struck by this in the readings. I didn't, I didn't plan it, but every single reading kind of notes this. Job says, I know that my vindicator lives. Job, Job is in the utmost of desolation right now. Everything's been taken away from him. He's in immense suffering, but he knows one thing. He knows that his vindicator lives. He knows that he'll see him in the flesh. St. Paul, Paul says it too. Knowing that the one who raised the Lord Jesus Christ will raise us also with Jesus and place us with you in his presence. I don't know what point Paul was on his journey, but he was always suffering. Imprisonment, beating, whatever. What does he know? He knows that the one who raised Jesus will raise you up. And then Jesus says it to the, good, the, the, woman at the, the Samaritan woman at the well. If you knew the gift of God, if you knew the gift of God, brothers and sisters, we don't, we don't have, we don't have answers. We don't have answers. But we do have a God who is a father, who is a love, who's everlasting. And we've all been experiencing him during these, these days, just holding us up when it didn't seem like we could stand anymore. And we've seen how he's just radiated that good. I've never had a funeral this full at my church. The Lord's radiating his love. So let's be okay with our, with our lack of answer. 
Let's, let's, let's just keep answering the question that we can. Let's fix our intellect on that truth that we know that God is love. And that he's not just love, but he loves you. Right? He loves you, Monica, Bastion. Nina, he loves you. Grace, he loves you. Kevin, he's loving you right now, right this moment. Just pouring it out. So we're going to bring all of, our, all of our sorrow, all of our tears to the altar. You notice we're using the high altar today. We do that at our 10 o'clock mass on Sundays. Monica asked me yesterday, we're going to celebrate ad dominum. I said, don't you think mom would have liked that? She said, absolutely. So we're going to celebrate all together facing the same direction. One thing that that symbolizes is that we're on a pilgrimage, we're on a journey, that this life isn't the end of the story. We're not done here. We're not trying to accomplish something here or hoard up riches here, but we're going somewhere. We turn and face, we express our prayers to the Father. And it's to the fatherland that we're walking. And guess what? It only goes through the cross. We only get there through the cross. And yeah, this is the cross. So let's go through the cross. Let's keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, knowing, knowing that the one who raised the Lord Jesus will raise us also with Jesus and place us in his presence.